for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, still sitting four feet from me as Kevin uh, here in South Carolina, living the good life in God's country. What's going on, Kevin? Man, I'm excited to be here. I wish my my home were here. Uh, I mean, in, in more ways than one, I would, I would, it's not a bad place to live at all. But my home on wheels is in the factory or awaiting the factory to open up uh, a, a bay for it to go in where it was born and actually have <laughs> its have its uh, repaired a rebirth if you will <laughs> yeah that'd be good so if you guys don't remember kevin's uh coach his home uh he's got a big slide out that really encompasses one whole side you know kitchen bedroom bathroom i mean it really it slides out it really makes it, uh, his his home into a beautiful home something he lives i mean that's where he lives and this thing started eating up things and not opening right and not shutting right really he was thinking it was a motor thing uh just four or five months ago then it got to the point where he realized it's a track thing and uh, by god's grace kevin uh had the foresight and the knowledge to uh i'm close to where they built this thing that's where i need to take it back so that literally having to take the slide out off build a new floor i tell you all that because i don't want kevin to tell you all this i want to ask you if you're in a position where you or your church can help out a little bit this is a pretty major expense so if you go out to woundedspirits.com and you pick on a list of missionaries kevin rob's name there and you want to give some bucks you will get a hundred percent tax-free donation receipt for that if you can help out we're thinking this is going to be more than sixteen thousand dollars folks now, I know you're thinking to yourself, well, is a coach, this coach is worth much more. It's his home. And uh, it's old, folks. It's, it's, it's just expensive. That's, that's the price of living on the road, uh, working with our military people. Did, did I miss anything, Kevin? I mean, that's just where we're at, right? No, you, you said it right. You said it right. Living in a home that goes down the road with gale force winds all day long <laughs> yeah. and an earthquake under its under its feet. Yeah, it, yeah unfortunately, they just, yeah, something something broke in that full wall slide. And So we want to help, Kevin. So help us. If you want to start a GoFundMe page or uh, let's help Kevin with his camper page or something, give me a call. I'll give you the details. But we want to do that. So Kevin's actually staying in a prophet's chamber down the road here uh, at our church, and we thank God for those people who are helping them out. So we find ourselves moving forward with the book of John, but pray about it at, at, at a very minimum, folks, I don't want to revisit this again, but at a very minimum, would you commit Kevin and the price of this and the costs that are going on? Kevin needs new tires on his car. He uses, he, he's got this camper going, you know, all the expenses of life. And this is when the devil shows up and wants to slap Kevin around a little bit. And that's where we show up and say, no, now, we serve a great God. We're going to help out. And uh, so get a hold of me on that if you want to do something. We want to help you and your church do something. So we've been moving along on the life of Christ, and we always have a Bible trivia question, and it's a real tough one today. How many chapters are in the book of Third John, brother, in the book of Third John? 
Uno. Uno. Just one, folks. Uh, there's just one chapter. It's just a bunch of... It's a good book, by the way. That's a, We had to memorize a book of the Bible and a chapter of the Bible when I was in seminary, and mine became Third John. And uh, the word of today is purpose, having purpose in your life. We, we just mentioned Kevin and his coach and riding around the country and pulling a car and uh, banging down doors and trying to help people with PTSD, trying to reach out to people. And he's got a purpose there and we all need to have purpose and and uh, uh it, it's so important that we have these things and, and and you know to everything and we know this first don't we there was a song years ago from ecclesiastes 3 1 to everything there is a season and a time and every purpose under heaven well folks can i tell you something for every human being there needs to be a purpose um and you know we what's our purpose why are we here what's the purpose of life and, uh, and, and Paul talking to Timothy in the book of second Timothy says, but thou has fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, and patience. So he's telling Timothy, you know, where I stand. I think if there's a quality, Kevin, that, that uh, a Christian should have, if there's a characteristic that a Christian should have is they should have a purpose and that purpose matches the will of God, right? Yes. Yes, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, yeah. that he might destroy the works of the devil. He was born for a purpose. He was born to defeat the devil. He was born to raise us up to new life. He was born to die. And when because of his purpose, each one of us have a purpose. Acts twenty six yeah. sixteen, Paul said this, that when Jesus talked to him upon his salvation... He said, but rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen and those things which I will appear unto thee. So that, that purpose, as it, were, as it were, was handed off to, to Paul as a servant of God. And each one of us have a purpose. You know, the, the scriptures um, talk about, it's a verse that used quite a bit in our conferences, um, uh, the, I know the, the the plans that I have for you um, to, to give you an expected end. So the the plans, so God's got a plan. That means there's a strategy. And the strategy is that the will of God should be accomplished. So what's that look like? Well, f- for me, I have a calling. And the calling is missions and then military specifically and now even more specifically oftentimes it's the ptsd for civilians as well as military but you know everyone's got a purpose i had a conversation recently with some people in south dakota who are uh, uh, high-ranking officers and ncos that were downrange serving together and they they said this they said we each have a calling to do this and I got excited about that because there's kind of scattered around South Dakota, one of them's in Phoenix. But they said, look, all we know is God has called us to do this and we're going to make it happen. And one of them's bought a piece of property, sticking some cabins on it for retreat center. Uh, you know, they're just they're just throwing themselves into their purpose. And, and, you know, whatever you focus on improves. Whatever you purpose to do will get done. And uh, Doug, oh, that's, that's what good. I want to do. No, that's good. That he may, I remember the book of Job. Job, you know, every person going through junk in their life needs to read the book of Job. And uh, here's Job, that he may withdraw a man from his purpose, so our prideful purpose, and then the Bible says, and hide pride from man.
So if we're going to get this thing right, our purpose needs to be God's purpose. It needs to be, we talked about that on, on Wednesday. We, we mentioned that powerful Bible verse, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. People are always saying, what's the will of God? Well, the will of God is perfect, but you need to be conformed to God, not this world. Be ye not conformed to the world. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we're, we could preach. We could we could spend the next ten minutes on Romans one and two. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present uh, your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. I'm not reading it, so I don't want to mess it up. But I am reading from the book of John, chapter twelve, starting in verse number seventeen. We continue on with the life of Christ, just digging in. We want to know Christ more, and and we want to be known as someone who knows Christ for those people around us. But it, it takes a deep understanding. And today it takes a deep purpose, having a purpose, that characteristic. The people, therefore, in verse number 17 of chapter 12 of the book of John, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave, raised him from the dead, bear record. I mean, when you see somebody raised from the dead, folks, you're talking about it. You're running up and down the street. It's a pre- the Booth brothers, man. Ask the blind man. He saw it all. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff going on right now. For this cause, the mm-hmm. people also met him mm-hmm. for the they had heard that he had done this miracle. And uh, the Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. And they were, there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came, therefore, to Philip, which was of Bethesda of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again, Andrew telleth Philip, and Philip telleth Jesus. Man, they get, man, these guys want to see you, God. They want to see Christ. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Oh, that hour. Isn't that a big deal? That hour, that purpose. What was God's purpose? What was that behind that hour, the significance of it? And Jesus responds to these Greeks saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. It alludes to the approach and culmination of this ministry, Kevin, mm. the, the crucifixion, the change, the uh, putting everything right, dying for Doug, dying for Kevin, mm. uh, dying for blank. You put your name into that. And, and raising up and being the at the right hand of the Father, the significance of the hour, the purpose. And uh, what a purpose statement. I, I remember when I was in the Army, they'd send me these different leadership schools and stuff. And, and always right across the top was a purpose statement. Write your purpose statement. And they always gave us like 20 words. And I'd say, this is impossible to write down what my life needs to look like in 20 words. Not anymore. It's just one word, purpose, Jesus, purpose, <laughs> Jesus. What do you want to fulfill in life? Jesus. Yeah. Folks, it's all about Jesus. Hey, we need you to hang with us for a minute. We got to let these radio stations do what they got to do. We'll be right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
For those of you who listen to the podcast version of this, you don't know how hard it is for me not to start belting out the song. It is well, and, and it's a me lucky too. day. It's a lucky day that I don't do that. You know, something uh, spectacular is going on here, Kevin, in the background. These non-Jewish people, these Greeks show up, and all of a sudden the ministry's just taken off. The hour, brother, what are you thinking? Yeah, it was that time that Jesus Christ was going to be was going to die. And interestingly enough, the, the, the height of his popularity preceded by just a few hours, his, his crucifixion. And, you know, there's, there's lessons in that. I mean, there's several lessons. One is he said, the son of man should be glorified, must be glorified. That hour is here. So when the hour had come that his humanity was going to have to pay the ultimate sacrifice, in other words, he was going to be a sacrificial lamb in the, by his flesh, break his body being broken for us. That, that moment was arriving and that, that experience was coming on the heels of some of the greatest things in the world. But in the big picture, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was the target of God on his own son. And once that target was hit, once, once the bullseye was, was nailed and it was done, then God exalted him, the son of man up to the highest position. He was already the son of God. He was also the son of man. He was both, they call that the hypostatic union, both of them hundred percent together, hundred percent God, hundred percent man. And when he was taken up to heaven, then it, the Bible says he was exalted above all principalities and powers. No more would there be a son of man who was made lower than the angels. And so as, as the height of his popularity increased, there was a dip as it were in the, in the big picture of his popularity when the, it seems like the Pharisees and narcissists won, but coming out the other side, it came out higher than before. And folks, if you're going through trauma, remember, no matter what someone does to you, they cannot take from you what God has made of you. And what God wants to make of you is, is something higher than you ever were before. And I, you know, I can attest, Doug, to the fact that um, there's some things Satan meant for evil. And I was brought up to, you know, I, in fact, the worst trauma of my life happened a mere Two days after preaching in a church in uh, New York, brother, and three souls came forward and for salvation. And the pastor was out of town. He was actually in Germany. And so I walked down to the aisle and met those sinners, and he shook my hand. And I got to look each one in the eye and, and tell them, hey, glad you came. What, what are you here for? Oh, I'm here to be saved. And they, they went off and talked to some people and got saved. But... Um, that 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 great i mean it was like i was on cloud nine but literally the worst trauma of my life of of uh of just difficulty and rejection and so on and so forth happened just just like two days later and uh you just think it's all over that's what the devil says it's all over there you go i got you this is my hour like you said doug but glory to god <laughs> His hour is brief, and uh, he had his time in the limelight, and God's time uh, was to shine forth after that. And I, can, I just praise God, Doug, for what he's done. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, and and me too. And and folks, isn't that what it's all about? You know, we've talked about things on Wednesday. You know, we came in and said priorities. Thursday, we said understanding. Today, we said purpose. And we get to a place, and as we're talking about purpose and what God has done, God fulfilled his purpose. If you need an example, you know, don't look to this world. I was thinking, Kevin, you were saying the worst trauma, the worst thing that happened in your life came after one of the best things happened in your life when you got to see three people saved. And, uh, and if we're not careful, folks, we will fixate, we'll get stuck on the trauma. And, and, yeah. and, so, and some traumas are worthy of being messed up. Some traumas are worthy of saying, whoa, I screwed this one up. I'm just being honest with you, folks. And uh, some traumas are worth it, but it's never worth your life. You know, who are you giving your life to? Is your purpose about serving God? Is your purpose about growing in God? Now, listen, there's things we've done in our life that traumas hurt us sometimes, and it's not our fault. Traumas hurt us sometimes, and it's our fault. We get in an accident. We do stupid things. Traumas sometimes show up. No matter what the trauma is, you got a choice. Is this going to be part of my purpose in life, or is this going to be my identity? I know people. I have a Facebook friend, and I love the young lady. I love her. But at least three times a week, she's providing medical information uh, about dealing with a, a disease type of thing that causes pain. It's one that I deal with, too. And, boy, God's done something in my life that says, well, wait a minute. I don't want to bring these people down. Remember Paul in the book of 2 Corinthians there in chapter 1? I don't want to come to you with heaviness and bring you guys down in chapter 2 there. I, I want to come to you as a representative of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, and folks, the purpose, I want to come to you. Paul, I'm coming to you. It's about Christ. You know my purpose. You know why I'm here. You know my doctrine. You know what I stand for. You know, we talked about that at the beginning of this broadcast. You know all these things about me. That's why I'm here. Well, folks, sometimes we have to realign our purpose. I told you we we would have those crazy classes in the Army. Sometimes we'd, we'd bring in these high-priced uh, IBM speakers and the John Maxwells of the world. John Maxwell's a great man. Uh, and, uh, but more from a secular perspective. And these people would come in, and if I called out the name Zig Ziglar, mm -hmm. uh, you guys, Carnegie's son, I mean, you've heard the names, mm -hmm. the different CEOs and stuff like Covey. that. Franklin Covey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, sure. and, and boy, they would come in, and man, they'd fire me up. For two days, yep. I'd be bouncing off of walls, reading every yep. Zig Ziglar book I had, the closing of the sale, you know, all these different things. But, you know, when I became a Christian, that purpose statement shrunk from what I want to do, the millions of dollars I want to make, the things that I want to do. And now it's, honestly, it's, God, what do you have for me? God, what can you take from this trauma-filled, crazy PTSD life that I present to you? What can you do with this? And, and, and Kevin... That's our purpose. Our purpose mm -hmm. is, God, take our junk. Our purpose is three days after a great day in your life, okay, I got to set this aside. Now, God, what can you do with me? Your chief, your chief purpose is to stay on purpose. And so if, if we had done it like the human way, if, we, if Jesus, excuse me, had done it the human way or if he did it the way we would expect, it would be his crucifixion, 
you know, all of this narcissistic abuse and then the crucifixion. And then the book of Acts would not be the book of Acts, it would be the book of revenge. Because then you would see Jesus going about destroying this group of narcissists, this group of narcissists, these Pharisees, these Sadducees, these Herodians. All of those things would have been the acts of Jesus Christ or the acts of the apostles as they exacted revenge and settled scores. But it didn't happen. What happened is they stayed on purpose. They literally let the Pharisees go. In fact, Jesus said to his disciples, let them go. They'll be blind leaders of the blind. So God's thing is let them go, you know, but what we need to do is just stay on purpose. Yeah. Purposefully stay on purpose. And I know that's a lot of purposes, uh, <laughs> but, but folks, it's real. Uh, you know, you need to live an on purpose life and, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you got to wake up in the morning and maybe some of these speakers, maybe these Zig Ziglar's of the world, maybe they got it right. They just didn't add God into some of these things. Zig Ziglar was a born again Christian. It's got a great testimony you can listen to on YouTube, but, but I'm here to tell you folks, you need to live a life that's on purpose. Kevin got that right. Uh, it, it, you need to live that kind of life. It needs to be on purpose for God. And, uh, what's your purpose today? You know, it's a Friday, but, but make this your purpose. Make this about living life on purpose, bringing honor and glory to God through thick, through thin, through trauma, through good, through bad. And somewhere along the way, as we start serving God and we start sharing with others and we start helping with others and God's healing us and God's healing others, one day you're going to look up and you're going to say, God, the junk, thank you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to say it now, probably. I don't know. But one day I promise you this, write it down. You got to look up and say, God. Thank you. Everything's better now. Mm. Hey, folks, we love you. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, Recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.